This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, uh, it's Rich Bradbury here and welcome to Open for Business. This is the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today on the show, I'm speaking with Brandon Lim and Chiara Mia, co-founders of Meals in Minutes, a Malaysia-based food startup. To understand their journey from the field of law to being active business owners in the F&B industry, the challenges that they had to overcome and what the future holds for Meals in Minutes 2024. Founded back in 2020, Meals in Minutes provides frozen portioned meals tailored for quick and effortless meal preparation, mainly targeted to busy individuals and F&B enterprises across the region. Recently, as reported by the Business Times, the Malaysian-based food startup just secured 1.5 million US dollars in seed funding, notably 500 Global leading the investment. So, lots to defrost here today, as it looks to be a busy year ahead for Meals in Minutes. And over the course of the conversation, Brendan and Kiara will help us break down the business model for Meals in Minutes, what makes them unique in a competitive market, and their possible expansion plans into other industries, as well as the foreign market. In the meantime, if you have any thoughts or questions, you can get us via our U-Mobile WhatsApp number 018-789-8899. Get us on X. We're also at BFM Radio. Brandon, Kiara, thank you for joining me in the studio and welcome to the show. Thank, thank you, you for so having much. us. How are you both? We're Very great. Good. Yeah, we just got back from the UK like two weeks ago. How was the weather over there? It Not that was. bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad this year. It wasn't that bad this year. I mean, last year was pretty cool. This year is... Okay, it was better than last just year. Just gloomy. Uh-huh. Was there snow or not? Uh, there was a bit of snow. Yeah. Yeah. Awful, awful. awful. <laughs> I'm not a snow person. Brandon, you're a snow person. <laughs> not really. Not really. Right? <laughs> not really. Okay, um, let, let's, let's rewind then a little bit. Let's go back to 2020. Um, how did you guys come to start a business for frozen food? Let's start there. Why? Okay, I think um, first of all, I was quite fortunate to be born in a family that is in this trade. So my parents actually they had a factory in Malaysia, producing very highly certified um, products that are able to basically export globally. So I had that background to begin with, and so when the opportunity came to launch uh, a milk kit company, because I have basically all the background, the premise, and everything to do so. Uh, it was just like a no-brainer uh-huh. at that time. Um, also, the meal kit space was growing rapidly um, globally. I mean, the market size for meal kit currently, like today, is 14 billion US dollars today. And it's uh, forecasted to grow to about 64 billion US dollars by 2030. So mm. it's not that far off six, six years from now. Mm. Um, yeah, and like we felt like, you know, it's a great opportunity. And I feel like it's a wasted chance if you don't jump in um, the ship. You okay. know, so. um, that growth, is it because we're becoming lazier? Um, or is it, <laughs> let, let's say we want things to be more convenient. Yeah, is absolutely. That what, yeah. Is that what you would argue it would be? Yes. Okay. I'm interested to hear more about it. So tell me then, I mean, you you say, Brendan, that it it seemed like a no-brainer. Obviously, when you're doing your studies, and even afterwards, time is precious, you know, and often as students and young people, 
and I refer back to myself 20-something years ago, you don't have time to cook proper meals. Yeah. You know? And is that the issue that you were trying to solve then? Yeah. So one of the main issues that we were trying to solve was basically to simplify cooking because most of us lack the time to cook, as you just mentioned. Um, we're all very busy individuals with very hectic lifestyles, very unpredictable schedules, and we struggle to find that time to just stay home and cook nutritious food. Um, and we rely a lot on fast food and takeout, which is obviously a lot less healthy. Mm. So we wanted to balance nutrition with convenience um, because what you can get that's fast and convenient is almost always unhealthy. And if you want something good, then you have to cook it yourself. So we wanted to bridge that gap. And we also aim to empower individuals with limited culinary skills. So that would be someone like myself. <laughs> I'm a terrible cook. Um, Brandon's really good. But I think a lot of people are like me, where they lack the confidence in their culinary skills or they can't cook a you know, different variety of dishes or cuisines. Um, and I think this was also a problem that a lot of the other meal kit companies were trying to solve. But what they did is they basically give you a um, recipe book and then they give you all the fresh ingredients, but you still have to put everything together yourself. And we felt like that didn't fully solve the problem. So we wanted to take it a step further and simplify it even more. Mm. Okay. So I remember when I was a, a kid and, and, and frozen meals and, and prepared stuff was seen as, um, you know, it, and a, a kind of easy get out, you know, and, and like you say, my parents would have said, what do you mean you can't find time to, to cook yourself a meal? You know, you, you don't have 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I have 10, 15 minutes to cook a meal, but I don't want to spend 40, 50 minutes cleaning up afterwards. And exactly. And the prep before. The prep before, yeah. the prep afterwards. That seemed to be the thing that was sucking up time. Um, when you went to your parents, obviously you're already involved in this business, so they kind of understood it. What about what about you, you when you spoke to, to your parents about moving into this space? What was their kind of reaction to oh, it? Oh, my parents are super supportive. I have the best parents ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so my background is I basically studied law in the University of Reading, which is where I met Brandon. Um, and he kind of introduced me into the whole business and entrepreneurship, um, which was very exciting to me. Um, obviously because I was studying law, which was a lot less exciting. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember after, after we graduated, we were driving around and I was scouting different law firms where I could potentially work at. In the UK. In the UK. And Brandon was driving me and then he just looked over to me and he said, why do you want to work for someone else when you can work for yourself or we can work together? Bing. Bing. That was my light bulb moment. Yeah. Um, and making these big decisions in life doesn't come easy to me, but for some reason, everything just clicked. And I said yes. It was instant. It's like, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that um, businesses aren't built overnight. And I remember telling myself, if I start now, maybe by the time I'm 30, I would have something. And that's exactly what happened. Brilliant. How do you feel now then? Now that you're in this space, obviously, we're going to talk about your funding a little bit later on. Okay. That moment of it being a light bulb moment and the kind of looking forward as to what might be. Did you, when you had that moment, the two of you, did you see yourself then where you are now? Was that, could you expect it or was it just like, oh, we'll just have our own very simple small business and things will be okay? I think if you told me in 2020 that I'll be on BFM talking to you today, I'll be like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, no, definitely not. You know, we, we wanted to create something that can help people, that uh, that has value and can help businesses. And, 
yeah, we, we basically, you know, cross, um, basically reverse engineer a lot of dishes that we think like, okay, you know what, this can work there. And um, yeah, a, a lot of R&D. So we did like two years of R&D before we even launched it to understand like, can this be frozen? Can it be done this way? You know, um, and yeah, it, it worked quite quite well. Tell me about that journey then, you know, and what and how did you come to decide which meals you think you should freeze or, or, or bring to market? You know, what kind of market research did you do? Did you do local market research or, and did you launch in the UK as well? Is, is that we haven't launched you, yet. That will be this year. Yeah, you see? Yeah, I see. I got that. Yeah. Um, okay. And how different are these two markets when it comes to product fit? Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, so um, when we launched Meals and Minutes, right, there were no similar competitors in the market. There's no uh, a reference product in the market that we could emulate or follow. So we had to basically create something, put it into the market and see if it sells and hope, you know, hopefully it sells. And it did. You know, the pandemic hit like right after, I think two months after. Two months after we launched. After we yeah. launched. And that really helped us uh, grow our business. You know, we had like celebrities posting for us and for free. You know, everything <laughs> was for free. And, and <laughs> Of course, you're a Malaysian and you're sending them food. Exactly. They're going to post to it. Yes. Yeah, okay. so, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was amazing. And, and so for, for now, like how do we decide on our future products? Obviously, we use uh, data. We use, uh, we study trends in the market to understand like, okay, like for an example of this is uh, we just launched our mac and cheese uh, into Shell and it's selling very, very well right now. And and um, yeah, so we, we understood the data behind it. We understood that, um, you know, it, it's a trending product. So we had to create a mac and cheese and yeah, it's working pretty well right now. What's your biggest selling product right now? Um, the best seller would be the creamy Tuscan salmon. Ooh. Yeah, and it's quite weird because the creamy Tuscan salmon, there's no data saying creamy Tuscan salmon is a product that you should create. There's nothing like that. We just created a product because we thought, like, you know, it's a, it's a nice tasting product. Okay. Um, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Uh, we'll okay. take a short break. Folks, you are, of course, tuned in to Open for Business. My name is Rich Bramby. We'll be right back in a few moments with Brandon and Kiara. Don't go anywhere. This is BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm still Rich Bradbury, and it's still the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. I'm here in the studio with Brandon and Kiara. Um, thank you for joining me back in uh, the studio. Kiara, you wanted to go back and pick, quickly pick up on something? Oh, yeah. So basically, um, in terms of the background, I think you were asking um, me coming from a non-business background how I got into this. Um, and... I really wasn't prepared <laughs> for any of it. I didn't know what to expect as a co-founder. And I found myself having to wear multiple hats in the business. So basically taking on roles in finance, management, branding, marketing, strategy. I was taking all the photos of the products myself, building the website, anything that the both of us could do what together. What was he doing at this time? I was doing nothing. Everything <laughs> else. <laughs> no, we did everything together. Okay. But how did you find that process? I mean, are, are you a couple, if you don't mind me asking? Yes. Yeah, you're a couple, right? Yeah. So that kind of uh, um, dynamic, 
Right. And, and we, you've heard this said before. Don't go into business with people that you love, your family, and one thing or another. Has that caused friction at points or are you completely aligned on what it is that you're doing and the decisions that you make? I think we tend to get this question quite a lot. Mm. Um, I think we work very well together because we have a very different set of like a different job role. Yeah. So he knows what his job role is. I know what mine is and it doesn't really cross that much. Yeah. I think yeah. we're very aligned in, in terms of. Yeah. So I, I'm more on the production side of things to ensure the compliance are all in place in order for us to, you know, export globally. Mm. Um, Product development, um, that's what I, I do. And Kiara handles like, you know, everything, everything else. else everything. Said, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So tell me then about, you mentioned mac and cheese and yeah. that, that's doing well. Um, what are your current offerings right now then? How many different products do you have roughly? How many SKUs? So we've got about, I think, 30. 30, 30 40 SKUs um, right now. But we're, we're going to launch about, maybe about 200 different SKUs for the UK market. And we're changing up the concept a little bit so that, you know, we can basically offer subscriptions to users and they can have a different meal every single day for the next six months, uh-huh. you know, without repeating a, a Subscription meal. service. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But currently for the Malaysian and Singaporean market, we offer a range of protein spaces and sides. So you can mix and match these to make uh, a huge uh, combination of, of different meals. Um, we also use all natural ingredients so we don't use GMO we don't use preservatives and we have a freezer shelf life of over a year which means that you can store it in the freezer and then just take it out whenever you want to consume it mm-hmm. um, it's also super easy to make so we have a variety of different cooking methods um, one of the most popular ones would be the sous vide method which which is like uh, a boil and bag method we also have microwave you can steam it you can put it in the oven and we have something we call chef mode which is for the aspiring chefs among us where you can um add other ingredients into the mix and just come up with your own culinary creation. So. Our producer who's with us here in the studio right now, I know he's salivating as he's listening to us. <laughs> and before the show, he was saying that this is exactly the kind of thing that's up his alley. You know, it's easy to do. Stuff is, is ready for a preparation. He, he's giving me the stink eye now. <laughs> oh, we, we can send you some. Yeah. We will. But he wasn't fishing for free food much uh, but no the idea is true though you know it, it makes it so much more convenient for people and, and I think you know there's benefits for this when you look at your your market demographic so you know who is it that you're targeting specifically would you say I would say mainly our, our demographics have been women between the ages of maybe 25 to 34 um, someone like myself <laughs> um, and a lot of uh, fitness enthusiasts as well families with kids who don't have the time to cook um yeah, mainly mm. that. We even have like um, single or older parents um, buying from us because like they're living alone and it's so hard to cook for one, one person. person. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. And all our, all our meals are portioned to a, a single portion, so you can basically create anything at any time without buying any groceries. Everything's in the freezer. There's no wastage. Um, I think like yeah. Okay. You have that market too. Let's talk about challenges then, uh, just before we, we take a break. I mean, a business like this uh, often comes with uh, a distinct set of challenges, uh, some which you'll be already familiar with, Brendan, having mm. spoken with your parents. I'm, I'm guessing, you know, cold chain delivery, stuff like yeah. that, logistics, staffing, storage. Um, what challenges have you faced so far um, that you feel you managed to overcome uh, and if you can explain them to me a little bit about how you manage to overcome them. And not only that, but 
Has there been stuff that you've managed to avoid because you've had people who've given you industry insights? Okay, I think like because of my background in the food industry and understanding um, my parents' work growing up, you know, growing up, it, it was all about where are we going to export to next? Where are we going to go for exhibition next? And like, those are the conversations on my dinner table every single day. Yeah. And during um, school holidays, I'll be like working in the factory not part, not going out with my friends in the playground <laughs> or anything like I'll be in the factory uh, that resonates with me I understand yes <laughs> yeah, yeah like sitting next to my workers and like you know or following my dad to meet his clients yeah. um, and so I understood the trade since uh, s- since a very very young age you know um, in terms of challenges I think one of the main challenges for food businesses is compliance mm. if you do not have compliance you cannot go anywhere you cannot scale so we knew that from day one. So when when we built this new factory back in 2016, so when I came back from the UK, I, I got the opportunity to build a factory. Um, of course, with uh, my mom and dad, um, you know, advising me along the way. Um, but the whole idea was to build a factory that is like ready to comply with world regulations so that we can scale. And immediately start exporting. Exactly. So right. thanks to Dia, um you know, experience in this industry and everything, it really helped us through, like, fight going through all these, like, possible challenges that most food companies would, you know, have to face. face yeah. yeah. So you managed to skirt around some of the other issues that other companies may have had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah. you know, you, what about for you? You've been had difficulties? Um, definitely. I think some of them was initially trying to get into retail as well, um, because we launched this as a B2C offering. And then we eventually realized that this was actually perfect for FMB businesses as well. Um, and we wanted to get into um, a lot of the retail, the main retail in, in Malaysia. So that was that was quite a challenge initially. But what I did was we had um, so we used social media as our main channel and we had a lot of customers from places like Johor or Penang that would send us DMs and say, hey, I want to order your products, but I can't I can't get them because we would only deliver within Klang Valley. That's another challenge, which is logistics mm. in, in Malaysia. Um, That's an entirely different show. And so what I did was I compiled all these um, questions that we had from potential customers and I printed them out. We took them to Jayagrosa and I gave them to to them to have a look. And that's kind of like how we convinced them to get into retail. Because you create a product that's completely unique. And for for the retailers, it's like, oh, should I... Give this company a shot. Yeah, who are know? these guys? Yeah, yeah we've never heard of them exactly. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, how did that conversation go then? Apart from giving them a list of saying, "Look, these are the things that we can solve. These are the problems that we have. How do we work together to deliver on these?" Yeah, so we, we like Karen mentioned, she printed all the testimonials of our customers at the time, and like you know, emails of email trail of like people asking yeah, us, people like, who wanted it, who wanted it in Johor and stuff like that, um, and, and different places. Like, why don't you put it in Jayagrosa and stuff like that? So we, we brought it to Mr. Kantan, who is like the, the purchaser in in, in Jayagrosa, and 
And yeah, we managed to convince him to give us like two stars to, to start off with, to just oh, try out. How did you hunt him down? How, how did that work? <laughs> how did we hunt him down? I think that's an introduction I, from I think, a friend. Yeah, it was an introduction from a friend, yeah. yeah. Good work, good work. Okay, let's yeah. take a short break. Folks, you're still with us here on Open for Business. My name is Rich Bradbury. This, of course, is Open for Business. It's the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. I'm in the studio with Brendan and Kiara. Uh, of course, we are talking about their Meals in Minutes. It's a Malaysian ba- uh, Malaysian based food startup. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Bolle for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning and welcome back to Open for Business. It's me, Rich Bradbury. I'm speaking with Brennan and Kiara. They are the guys behind Meals in Minutes. They provide frozen portion meals tailored for quick and effortless meal preparation. Uh, for people like me who have too much of a busy life and don't have chance to cook properly, this is ideal. Uh, let's quickly talk about that. I mean, I've not asked you this about where you source your ingredients from. Uh, there's this big movement towards sourcing locally, buy local, all of this kind of stuff. Is all of your stuff locally sourced? Um, most of it is locally sourced, um, but some of the stuff, example like butter, Malaysia, we, 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 do, not, we do not produce butter in Malaysia yeah, yeah. Or, or good quality beef. Yeah. So we definitely need to, um, those ingredients need to be imported to Malaysia and then distributed to us. Right. We obviously do not have the volume to imported ourselves so we have a lot of traders in Malaysia that we can buy from but I think like one of the most important things about this is like when we create a product and put it in our product line um, the products needs to be like highly certified so yeah. we need to buy from halal certified suppliers we need to buy from farms with you know a certain level of accreditations and like good business practices uh, farming practices in order yeah. for us to buy it from them yeah um what we do is we source most of our stuff locally and everything comes into our factory at the freshest point and we freeze it um, at the freshest point. Flash frozen. Flash frozen at the freshest point and that will basically seal in all the freshness for 18 months um, you know to to come basically. Because Um, I think some people have a misconception that frozen food cannot be healthy. They assume that but if it's flash frozen at the point of freshness it's as fresh as it can be at that point. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and there, there are a lot of studies that are going on now um, in regards to what you just mentioned, and and yeah, the, the the results are there. Okay. So fresh frozen, flash frozen, fresh food is the freshest. <laughs> How <laughs> many Fs can you get? In one <laughs> many Fs. <laughs> yeah, that was something we wanted to do was to redefine what frozen food, what what people understood about frozen food. Exactly. Because a lot of the frozen food that we're familiar with is the ready to eat ones which are you know laden with preservatives and salt and all these different things and they don't taste great as well Mm -hmm. once you eat them this is true this is true okay and we've got to speak about money right um obviously i mentioned in the startup of course you've had a a fairly um hefty injection not too bad at all how did that come about who were you speaking to when it first came around And, and how did you approach those kind of conversations 
I think we were speaking to Kai Lee from 500. So oh, Kai, that fella. That fella, yeah. <laughs> Some people may have heard of him. <laughs> he's, a, he's a really good guy. Great so, guy. Um, we started talking to him back in 2019, really before we launched, you know. We, we, we were hoping we could get like a very, very early seed funding in to help us launch the business. But uh, I think at the time it was like, I think 500 was really focusing on tech at the time, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and, but Kylie really, um, you know, kept in contact with us. He'll check up every once, once in a while. Oh, he loves the food business though. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's why, you know, yeah. he, he check up, check, checks up with me every once in a while. And every time I get a text from him, I'm like so happy, like, oh my God, Kylie, yeah. maybe he's going to invest his time. You know, like, yeah, we had to go through that. So, but, but we didn't get it initially, but we managed to raise like a, like a, just a 50,000 ringgit kind of investment um, from an angel friend. Um, Which was just enough to launch our first batch of products. Um, and then we kind of grew that for the next three years. And then last year in 2023 was when we closed our first uh, seed fundraising round. With five hundred, with five hundred, and, and another, another private, private investor. investor. So, okay, when you when you're looking at stuff for your your, your growth drivers to kind of push out your your revenue, what what do you look at? Market expansion, I think that that's that's like the most important right now for for us to grow. Um, we need to be scalable. So yeah. the compliance were all there. I mean, they were there from the beginning for us to scale. We just needed the money at the time. So, so now that we have the funding in place, um, it's really time to scale. So okay. we're going to start with the UK because the UK is, I think, the third largest meal kit market in the world. Second being Germany and the first is the... The, the US market. Really? Yeah. UK is bigger than the US? Uh, no, UK no, is second, 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 second biggest. Third biggest. Uh, second is Germany and first is the US. Oh, the US, US. Germany, yeah. UK. That's interesting. Yeah, so like that 14 billion I told you about uh, at the beginning is mainly from the US, Germany and the UK. Wow. Yeah. And because these are markets that are very familiar with frozen food and meal kits, we think that it will do very idea. well. Yeah. Yeah. If you continue on in Malaysia and not expand to those markets, then we probably won't grow uh, oh. too much. Okay, so th that's what you're looking at doing next, is expanding into the UK. Yeah. Regionally, though, have you thought about expansion here, or is that more of a dip difficult step because, as you say, people are not so familiar with the idea of, of meal kits? I think regionally, we, we still have a lot of space to grow as well. So, like, we launched in Malaysia and Singapore, and those markets are still continuing to grow, and mm. that will just continue to grow while we launch the, U uh, the UK market. Mm. Um, in terms of Malaysia and Singapore, there, there are a lot of uh, market segments that we have not target targeted yet. Okay. So like that's what we're going to be doing uh, this year. So tell me, uh, where are you now in terms of profitability? Okay. Often an uncomfortable question. Um, we were profitable from year two onwards. Um, I, I think that also... Um, I mean, from first year to second year, we 10x uh, our, our revenue and we were profitable on year two. And that light bulb keeps growing bigger. <laughs> I made yeah. the right decision. Yeah. I'm not in a boring law firm in Berkshire or something. You know, exactly. Right. So uh, have you achieved what you think at this, where you are now um, in 2024? Do you think you've achieved what you want to at this point? 
I think so far it's so far so good, but um, we, we're definitely looking into the more B2B side of things as well because we realize that we our solution is perfect for FMB businesses. And so what we can do for them is basically the same concept that we have now, but in a customizable format where we can tailor our offerings according to their needs. So this is kind of like an OEM style where we can use different packing styles, different sizes, different recipes, um, and by hitting a particular price point so according to their price point yeah okay right final uh, final question then um, this relationship that you have with your uh, stakeholders shareholders um, obviously you, you speak quite highly of Kylie and your uh, um, invisible angel investors um, how often do they kind of you know knock on your door tap tap on your window and say you know how are things going and what's your relationship like with them I think we've got very open communication with them so we have regular updates regular meetings we have weekly meetings with our operating shareholders and then monthly meetings with our investors so we ensure that everyone is kept informed about um, the challenges our key milestones, future plans. Um, I think it's very important that everyone is on the same page and has a shared commitment for our long-term success. Wonderful. Where can people find out more information then if they're interested in your product? They can go to www.mealsinminutes.co or if you're in Singapore, www.mealsinminutes.sg. Brilliant. Uh, Brandon, Kiara, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having us. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Folks, uh, my name is Rich Bradbury, of course. This was Open for Business. If you missed any part of this show, go and download the podcast. Get it from wherever you normally get it from. I recommend the BFM app. That's available in the Apple App Store. Don't go anywhere, though, because coming up in just a few moments, it is Resource Center here on BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBerlay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.